Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of On Her Mark, the WNBA edition. I'm Hannah Donnelly, and I am so excited to be sitting down today with Brendan Glasheen. He is the play-by-play commentator for the Connecticut Sun, so he is very in the know when it comes to the WNBA and the Connecticut Sun. Uh, we are a quarter of the way through the season, Brendan. Tell me what I know, right? He's 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 like taking a sigh of relief there. Um, how's it been going for you down in Connecticut? It's been excellent. I know, 12 games already. We've had 11 broadcasts on NBC Sports Boston already. It's been fast and furious. It has it doesn't stop. And then pretty soon it will be at the halfway mark. And then we're going to be talking about playoffs. Um, oh, it's been great. And I'm not just saying this. It's been awesome being on NBC Boston, the buy-in from the station and from the NBC family and the Sun. Great start, and the team has played very well. So, And we've had great games. I think the Sun would like to win a few more games convincingly um we've had outside of i think one which was the vegas game of all teams every game has been competitive going to the fourth quarter so it's been a lot of fun and they're off to a really good start it's been so fun to to watch them this season because speaking with a lot of them before the season no one really was talking about them right it was the aces and the liberty and the connecticut sun lost jj they lost courtney williams um I mean, there was people weren't talking, but they all felt like they had this like chip on their shoulder coming in. And we've seen a lot of them step up. I mean, DB, AT, Breezy. Uh, what what are you loving about this Connecticut team that has made them so successful? They're having a lot of fun. They're having a lot of fun. I think Stephanie White was is, is a great fit. I, I've said this a few times now. Every game goes by for this particular group of players. And I thought, how, how is Stephanie White available for a full season like to coach? She didn't coach last year at any level, mm-hmm. college or pro. Now, part of me thinks Stephanie wanted the perfect opportunity if she was going to return to the WNBA and a ready-made, championship-ready organization like Connecticut was very attractive. And mm-hmm. th- they've played unselfish. They don't care who is the leading scorer at the end of the night. If it is DB, if it is Brianna Jones, if it is... Uh, Alyssa Thomas. They they don't care who gets the ball. Their assist rate is climbing. This is what Stephanie talked about in the preseason, installing a new offense with a lot of movement, playing with pace, and you're starting to see that come to fruition. So it's not just about, of course, they want to win the games. They want to rack up wins, piece together wins, but it's the way they're winning and the way they're playing so confidently at the end of these tight, go either way games. And that's a credit, I think, to the league. The league is just much better. Your Atlanta's, your Indiana's, Chicago with some pieces missing. The the mid-tier of the league has taken another step forward. So I know coaches would tell you in previous years too, you can't take nights off. Well, there were games last year and the year before, at least in my time, that Connecticut would just blow out Atlanta or blow out Indiana. And that's not the case anymore. Like these are these are really tough, grinded out games, and they're they're playing together. That's what I love the most. They're playing together. And I think you bring up a good point there because we saw, I mean, the the two game series with the Aces, mm-hmm. the first game, you could have counted the sun out quick if <laughs> and something happened, something clicked. I mean, Beck Allen praised her for what what she did, but they came back and they, I mean, they they lost the first game but it was it was close at the end there what was the environment like I'm because I'm sure you can see in body language and energy Mm -hmm. what's coming down the pipe it's it's cliche Hannah I don't think they're they're trying not to get too high or too low after 
the way one game goes. But as we know, that was a big series because it was a finals rematch. They made an addition in getting uh, Candace Parker in the offseason. They made other nice moves to bolster their depth, the Vegas Aces. So they they are very good. And Connecticut's the only team that's beaten them so far. They're 10-1. and one, But I think that was a case of, and we see this with the other team on, on your air, that the Celtics, they kind of get amped up for these big home games. Yeah. And they came out a little bit slow. But I think it proves, again, like they're together. They don't care who has their night. And that was Beck Allen's night. And Stephanie White has been big about this feed the hot hand, keep going to the hot hand. And Beck was red hot, but she makes plays on both ends. Great defensively gives them length at the three, four position can guard a post player can guard a really good shooter or score uh, on the wing as well. Um, and they came out really aggressive and strong. And Becky Hammond kind of saw it coming in the second game of that series that Connecticut would come in dialed in from the tip. And they were, so I think they were just a little amped up finals rematch first time playing Vegas feeling good about how they were playing um but the atmosphere was great it felt like I mean I know the Sun won by double digits in the by the end of the game in game two but both games felt like we could see this matchup again in October that's what it felt like what I love that you mentioned there because when I spoke with so many of the Sun players ahead you know on media day they said it doesn't matter what their role is as long as they're playing the role that Stephanie wants them to right so whatever they need to do to make the team win they're not looking to make set any personal records or anything like that which i think is is what is going to what makes a team successful mm-hmm. um we saw a little i mean you have to bring in a little bit of the drama right with uh db putting up 41 points and dejanay carrington coming up and tweeting kind of clapping back at alexis morris <laughs> with hang him up let me tell you something. I forgot. Well, I didn't forget, but when you, when you, right when you get in the thick of the season, you're like the players, you're just, it's game, 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 game. Mm-hmm. You're playing like two and a half games per week and the players are traveling. So they, they've got it harder than we do. But I almost forgot about that in the moment that night when DB scored 41. And we kept, I, I kept doing it, but without trying to play up that angle about, her age and how she hadn't had a game. So her career high previously was 38. And the last time she scored that total was seven years ago. So she really hadn't had a game like that in a long time. But we always know that that when Dewana Bonner gets hot, she can string together and go on a personal 6-0-8-0 run. And when I went to Tarika for the post-game interview with DB, I I teed up Tarika by saying something like, I don't think tonight's a good night to ask Dewana Bonner if she feels old, uh, Tarika. And yeah, we, we had, they had, the players had some fun with it after the game. Um, yeah, just uh, DB such a pro and doesn't, she had only, she only had five points in the first game with Vegas head to head goes back out and has a career performance. So I think that speaks to just, like I said, they're not getting too low after one performance. Dewana Bonner's played in the championship game. She's won titles. She knows there's going to be nights where it's not her night. And it mm-hmm. actually up to that point, hadn't had a great shooting night, like percentage wise right. until that Vegas game. So it was really cool to watch uh, Dewana uh, be locked in like that. Yeah, I love that. And I just love DJNA just like hyping her up. As a New England reference, it's very Tom Brady like where he's got yes. Amendola and Edelman. <laughs> and younger, uh, these younger chip on their shoulder guys that maybe weren't highly sought coming out of 
college. They're drafted high, sixth, seventh round, or undrafted, yeah. and just getting the most out of young players. But keeping keeping Gronkowski, keeping the uh, the older guy feeling young. So keeping that's him, for yeah. sure. And, and you mentioned Dijonay. I'm happy for Dijonay. Had an injury in the off season. Uh, mm-hmm. Did not. I don't think she played much. If she did play at all. Uh, at AU athletes unlimited. So a little slow coming back Had a, you know, training camp was getting caught up to speed. DGNA had only played and a lot of this brings up, you know, last night's game when they beat uh, Los Angeles, a lot of these players had only played for one coach mm-hmm. professionally. Uh, Bree mm-hmm. Jones, Alyssa Thomas, they had only played for, for Kurt Miller for seven years in a, in a lot of cases, or the coach they played for the most was Kurt. So playing in a new system and you don't get a lot of time, like you play overseas Mm-mm. and you go to a three week training camp, you play two preseason games and you're, you're in the fire, you're in the thick of it. So I think for some younger players like Dijonay, Ty Harris, who they brought in, mm-hmm. even to I would, I getting close to the point now where she's sort of a vet in the league. If you've been in the league five years, that's a big deal. Like, right, know, right being steadily available and in a rotation, but learning a new something new and and DB's brought that up. Alyssa Thomas has brought that up. Mm -hmm. It's been new for everybody. So it's given them, it's given them new life despite their longevity. Some of these players have been in the league so long learning something new. It's given them a new, like a a new life that, Hey, like I didn't think DB could think I've been in the league 14 years. I thought I saw it all, but I, she's admitted time and time again, I'm still learning under Stephanie. So it's been pretty neat to watch. Dijanae, every time she steps in, I think it's, you see the desire and the passion Mm -hmm. for the game every time that she, she gets subbed in. And I think last night was a great example of her just kind of like taking, taking that and being like, all right, I'm going to show up and I'm going to show out here. I think it helped that she had a little bit of a fan club there as well, but that was really, really amazing to see Dijanae step up in that way last night. But we have to talk about this. I mean, Kurt Miller went to the, went to the Sparks um, in the off season here and it was that it was a rematch. She's seen his old team. So tell us about what it was like to see Kurt Miller on the other on the opponent's bench. It was different. I think it'll, it'll really sink in when he comes back uh, to Connecticut, which that doesn't happen until the end of August. So the Sparks come to Mohegan at the end of August, and then they come back again in the second to final week of the season in September. But what I found, <laughs> excuse me, what I found very intriguing was. The Sun players knew at the end of the game, and Alyssa Thomas talked about this post-game last night, a lot of what Kurt has installed defensively and offensively, that the Sun players were like, no, well, we've seen that before. So it was a little weird to to see, hey, we we ran that or we ran that defense. So you already had the answers to the test a little bit at the end of the game to know certain tendencies where a player might cut off a screen or where someone might cut off ball, what actions they might run. So there was some familiarity at the end of the game and, and Kurt's done a really good job. Like they've, they've been battling a ton of injuries. They've had the mm-hmm. most players out Los Angeles. They've had the most players out in just terms of games missed from their 10, 11 players that they had before the season. Mm-hmm. They've had a few players that have been out for the whole year. Lexi Brown was out last night. Nia Cloudon, former son, was out. Jazz Thomas is still fighting back from an injury. Mm-hmm. So he's, and I, I'm not surprised that they're 500, meaning he's done a really good job of making, uh, give, giving that team uh, some structure and reestablishing a culture. So, but at the end of the game, when he picked up the tech, you could see the players were like, okay, I think we, we've got him here. And they finished the game on a, on a 9-0 run. So, um, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't, I looked at this before we went on here. So Kurt said before the game last night that he thinks Connecticut is the odds on favorite to win the title, not Vegas or New York. Kurt said that. 
um, which I was stunned um, mm. because you could obviously go the New York or Vegas route. And Kurt was, and Kurt knows he's been with some core players there in Connecticut for a while. So he still thinks very highly of them. And so did they DB said it before the game last night, his resume speaks for itself. Two finals mm. appearances got Connecticut back in the playoffs in 2017, their first appearance in five years. So it was, it was different, but yeah, it felt like it was the Connecticut sun against the LA sun uh, yeah. sometimes last night. <laughs> <laughs> and you brought up here the two super teams. We have to talk about that. I mean, that was the big talk in the off season, yeah. the uh, Las Vegas aces and the New York Liberty. And I think that was a great conversation to have the super teams. It was a great entryway, I think for people into the WNBA. Um, if, if they weren't familiar, it's, it's, it's a storyline to, to kind mm-hmm. of like, latch on to the Las Vegas Aces 10 and one only dropped a game to the Connecticut sun and New York Liberty just sitting, you know, third in the rankings behind the sun. So what have you been surprised by or enjoyed about both of these teams? So Vegas is just a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Talked about this with Connecticut bought into their roles yep. and it doesn't matter whose night it is. That's how Vegas plays. And that's how Becky Hammond wants them to play. Jackie young is having an unbelievable all WNBA first team kind of season. It's and- crazy. I mean, she was good last year, but she took a lot personally that people weren't guarding her the way that they were guarding her teammates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Chelsea gray was not uh, an all-star last year. And it's really hard to make the all-star game in the WNBA when you've got mm-hmm. the 140 best players there's going to be some tough calls. And Chelsea then won finals MVP, made some big shots at the Mohegan turnaround jumper from 15 feet out was just deadly. Just was hard to stop. And Asia (laughs) Wilson is an all-timer. Kelsey Plum has not, at least early in the year, wasn't knocking down shots, but still gives them energy uh, defensively. Had a streak of 14 or 15 games in a row with a steal. And and Candace Parker just fits into what they do because Mm -hmm. Candace impacts the game in so many ways. Is a passing big, has no problem at her age and where she is in her career to be a fourth or fifth option sometimes. Mm-hmm. So they're managing Candace well so that she's playing her best at the end of the year. But Candace just does so much off the ball and passing the ball that the fit, she can fit with anybody. I think that's what we've learned about Candace Parker. And they still don't have Raquana Williams, who was excellent in those playoffs mm-hmm. last year, that Seattle semifinal series made some big shots. So they're very good as it pertains to New York. I know a lot of chatter Outside of the the team forming, a lot of those players, so JJ, Stewie, Courtney Vandersloot, they had all played together overseas. But what we've found out is it's very different when you're playing in the W because it's the best players in the world Mm -hmm. every night. And, you know, Sabrina Ionescu had to miss a game the other night against Atlanta. End of the game, they're still trying to figure out where they're all supposed to be. Jonquil Jones had a line, and this was sort of uh, vindicating – I think for folks that cover the league and have been watching, JJ has not felt like herself yet. Was coming through, uh, fighting through a preseason injury, mm-hmm. managing their minutes. And you had a game against Phoenix on Sunday uh, where that was really a get right game, I think, for JJ because Tarasi didn't play, Griner didn't play, and JJ had her first double double in a Liberty uniform. And she said after the game, it's, it's about time. It's about time yeah. I had a game like this. And Still, you know, working on getting her some touches. I think Stewie is having another MVP year. Stewie has, you know, Stewie had the great line. They lost their first game, I think. And then that second game, Stewie said after, you know, got the crowd fired up. I think I made the right decision to come here. So 
Um, they're they're a work in progress. They remind me a lot. An NBA comp to me is when LeBron, Wade, and Bosch went to the Miami Heat in mm-hmm. 2010, and yeah. they hovered around. Now they're seven and three at New York. That Heat team was like hovering around 500. Do the pieces mm-hmm. fit? Sandy DeBrondello is a phenomenal coach. So I think they're going to figure it out. And once they do, <laughs> they're they're going to be very uh, difficult to stop. So they're going to be, New York's going to be right. They're too talented to not be, and they have too much experience to not be in the mix. Come and that's up. exactly it. I mean, you, you talk about, it's almost peaking at the right time. We're only a quarter yeah. of the way through the season. And that seems like it's been a, a lot, but there's so much time for growth and injuries mm-hmm. to, to kind of, you know, uh, get figured out and whatnot that I think Stewie, if she keeps playing the way she's doing, and if JJ is able to, to find herself mm-hmm. consistently, we could be, it could be a different conversation come mm-hmm. playoff time. Right. Yeah, the, the challenge though, is like you have to, and, and there's the beauty in this too. And the players that the sun players have talked about this, like when they lost to Vegas, that first game, well, you can't harp on it because you play them again in two days. And the mm-hmm. same can be said for the Liberty. I think coaches would like to have more practice time between yeah. games, but the reality is you don't, you have to play the next game on your schedule and come ready to play. So a lot of it will be figuring it out on the fly. Their all-star break is in July. And the fact that we're talking about all-star voting already is just proof that the, the league, the season moves so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't get those reps. You got to figure it out fast when you play a 40 game season. Right. So I, I do, but I do think they will, get there because they've got, they don't, they don't, they, they don't only have players that have um, that put up numbers and are talented, but they've, they've got players who have won. Mm-hmm. JJ's been to multiple finals conference semifinals are part of me. Semifinals overall with mm-hmm. Connecticut Stewie's won championships. Vandersloot won a championship. So they've got, yeah. they've got pieces that just know what it takes at the end of the year. Absolutely. And so we're talking the powerhouses here. We're talking kind of the top three teams. Which team has surprised you the most? Well, I I don't think these teams would tell you they're surprised, but I can't help but start with what Indiana and Atlanta have done just mm-hmm. to completely shift their cultures. It started a lot last year for Atlanta. They won double digit games for the first time in a handful of years. And Tanisha Wright. So Becky Hammond won coach of the year awarded by the league. Tanisha Wright won the AP coach of the year. So Tanisha got some love from uh, vote getters and other national media. And that Alicia Gray pickup is looking better and better as every game goes by. Had 25 mm-hmm. on Sunday, had 27 career high against the sun. Great finisher. She's even said, Alicia has said that she, it's the most comfortable she's felt as mm-hmm. a pro gives them some edge. Ryan Howard is just peeling off more layers of her game can shoot the three, but can also score, get to the free throw line. And Cheyenne Parker has been in the league a decade and Mm -hmm. is an underrated big. So they're, I think just now seeing it fit, that's been really cool to watch. And I I love what Indiana's Aaliyah Boston's a winner. Aaliyah Boston has come in and set a huge tone for that team, a culture shift for sure. With the fever, they're going to be very good, or they're they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be feisty and annoying if you get them yeah. in the first round. Kelsey Mitchell, really happy for her. She was an All Star snub last year, fitting in. Christy Sides is a heck of a hire. I really like what she's brought to that team too as mm-hmm. a coach. And you've got a tandem in the paint in Boston and Alyssa Smith. Yeah. They're playing well off each other. And Boston, that's what I love about Boston's game. Like a lot of other really good bigs, Brianna Jones, Candace Parker, that are in the league right now willing to 
pass the ball when necessary and stay in system, doesn't need to score the ball to impact the game. So those two teams being relevant is good for the league because Atlanta had a great history uh, winning. Indiana's won titles, has been to championship games or been to, you know, been to finals before with Stephanie White as an assistant um, and as the head coach at one point in her career. So those teams, uh, they would tell you they're not surprised that they're mm-hmm. in the mix. And yeah. uh, the team, I think that's over, uh, they haven't played well lately, but I think Chicago, I was kind of concerned for them. But mm-hmm. cl- clearly James Wade and Kalia Copper are on the same page and they have got a dynamic backcourt. They got Courtney Williams in there. Mm-hmm. Mabry's come in. Um, so the, Chicago being in the mix, I probably should have saw that one coming, but Atlanta and Indiana are two great stories in the Eastern Conference. I mean, Atlanta was, was, is my pick for, for most surprised with surprised, yeah. like pleasantly surprised. Like they have the talent, but, but are they going to, you know, execute? And I think that's been great. Uh, and and got, then they've got, they've got big wins too. Like they beat, they right. go, they, you, you beat New York on the road. Then you go. So they had to play, they had to play New York, Connecticut, New York, Connecticut, home, home, road, road. And they got, they found a way to split those and went two and two. But, and the two games they won were on the road. I was, that's really hard to do hostile environments. So big, t- big time stuff by the dream They're, yeah. They've got, they've actually got the W's against mm-hmm. the top, some top tier teams in the league. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I spoke with Ryan Howard before the season and she said, when it clicks, it's going to be scary. Good. And mm-hmm. she said, I think this is the season it's going to click. And so I said, what do you mean by that? And she said, wait and see. So <laughs> I think we're waiting and we're seeing. Um, and then Aaliyah Boston. I mean, I just, I, we, we've, you know, covered her since before uh, she was in the WNBA and just to see her thriving and uh, her teammates really giving her the flowers that she deserves, right. To say that she's a franchise player, she is taking it and she is, she is thriving. Um, and like you said, she's a playmaker. She's not necessarily like, she doesn't need to put up the points to feel mm-hmm. like she's made an impact on the game, which um, is always refreshing for sure. Yeah. Those two teams are playing, they're playing defense too. Like I think mm-hmm. we're, you, you can't, and Dallas is still figuring this out. You can score a lot of points, but you've got to be able to bring it defensively against the really, the Connecticut's Las Vegas, New York. If you can commit on the defensive end. You're going to be in a lot of games. And mm-hmm. Boston was an all-time defender in college at South Carolina and Alicia Gray probably I, I think will be an all-star this year much. I, I would like to think so. They're bringing it on defense and they're letting the offense just come naturally. What are you most looking forward to for this weekend? We have some good matchups. I think we haven't talked about them much, but the Washington mystics are a sleeper team that we got to pay attention to. They're mm-hmm. playing Chicago Thursday. I'm excited for that matchup because I think Washington is good. I think they're good. I think they're great. Um, I love I just, I, I think Tasha Cloud is a great leader and I think she's leading them in the right direction. But Chicago, like you said, they, they started strong. They, they're kind of in a lull right now. And I think that Washington could be a place for them to at least get a little bit of energy back. So Thursday night's game is the one that I'm looking at this week. And that, that's my pick. <laughs> yeah, Mystics have, I, I, I think, speaking of defense, with Deladon, Elena Deladon back. Healthy. 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 Healthy Elena Deladon is a scary, scary thought. Yeah, no, no, no restrictions on the minutes. They're going to try and play her as often as they can, and they've won four or five after starting three and three. So they've that doesn't surprise me. Their offense, well, their offense hasn't been great. Like Cloud had been struggling shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, 
yeah, I think I think they've got they've got the pieces and they've and they've got play they've got continuity too, which is why I thought Chicago or part of me Washington was going to be a pain because they've got yeah. a lot of that same core from when they won it. They add Brittany Sykes, who only makes them better mm-hmm. defensively. Austin has made a leap. Austin's in the contention for most improved yeah. player. Yeah. Um, Ariel Atkins is who I was thinking of for Washington, who's starting to shoot it a little bit better, has struggled offensively. So that that's a great Chicago and Washington are two teams that uh, have had some history in really tight games um, for sure. You know, the sun, sun are out West this week, uh, Minnesota mm-hmm. Thursday, I think is no layup. Even you know, Cheryl Reeve knows how to coach. And I know Minnesota hasn't, their record's not great. And I forget some a player brought this up yesterday that like you can't look at teams and just think record identifies no. who they really are. The the league's too talented just to to think that way. Um, and I'm pretty sure New York plays Atlanta again this week. And I think that will curious if Sabrina's back. And I think the Liberty might take that loss they just had this past Tuesday a little mm-hmm. personally. When Connecticut wraps up this West Coast trip. They'll go home, play Chicago, one o'clock game on Sunday. And then a week from tomorrow, Tuesday, they've got New York at home for the first time. So JJ's first game back in Mohegan. Stewie's had big games there. UConn mm-hmm. product gets up for those games. So that'll be good too. So those are coming up. But uh, yeah, this week, I think Chicago, Washington's a good call. And curious to see how New York handles a rematch with Atlanta. Absolutely. Absolutely. All good stuff. Brendan, thanks for for taking the time to chat today. Um, it's always fun to, to hear the insider scoop of, of what's going on. And All right. That does it for me today. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you to Brendan for taking the time to, to dish on our Connecticut sun and so much more that's happening in the league. Remember, you can binge more on her mark WNBA podcast player interviews right here, wherever you're listening to your podcast and might as well rate and review the show if you like what you're hearing. All right. I'll catch you guys next time.